this week on a very special Valentine's Day Lords of Grantham podcast. We break down what couple is the best in our entire run of shows. That include Downton Abbey, Belgravia, Belgravia A New Chapter, The Crown, The Gilded Age, and Bridgerton. Who's the best? Let's find out. Who loves each other the most? Let's find out. Hello, Lords of Grantham fans. We are taking a week off from from the shows since uh, Belgravia was off this week to celebrate American football. But mm-hmm. we're here to celebrate something else that's happening this week, Valentine's Day. How's it going, Corey? Uh, for Valentine's Day or just uh, in general? I guess in general. <laughs> uh, general, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm doing just okay. okay. How about you, Dave? I'm I'm good right now. Um, it's we're in the Northeast. It's gonna snow tomorrow, and I got the text that uh, no work. So I'm drinking a Two Roads Area Two Limited Edition Snow Day beer. So wow, does it taste better when you drink it on a day like this? Let me have a sip. Honestly, I'm gonna be real. Last time I had one of these, I thought it was pretty gross. Okay, but it's fine. It's a it's a boozy beer. So this mm. is I'm gonna be done. I'm not gonna be having a night of. Debauchery. I'm gonna okay. have this, and then we'll see how this one after goes. we're done here. Probably watch TV and go to bed. So, uh, so people that are listening to this, uh, thank you because I know sometimes non-linear content turns people off. Mm-hmm. But this is gonna be a 32-team single elimination tournament of what couples. From all of our TV shows, including the Patreon-exclusive Pride and Prejudice from 1995. There you go. Uh, How they rank up against each other. And we're going to work our way through this uh, 32-team bracket. And Mm -hmm. a couple uh, guidelines, a couple rules. Just out the gate, Corey and I are two people. If we disagree, we need a tiebreaker. That's our Patreon patrons. We polled them and asked them to rank everybody in order, and I have tabulated their responses and have them ranked, ready to go. So if we disagree, all I got to do is look at the points to see who is the best. Also, mm-hmm. on Patreon, we gave what I called the power of love to a bonus couple. Now, what does a that couple mean? of these, uh, a couple couples in our bracket of our thirty-two teams. Have multiple partners throughout the course of their shows, and I've picked sort of the most idealistic version. So we have Lady Mary and Matthew Crawley. We don't have Henry Talbot. We don't have Tony Gillingham. So what I did was I put all of these multiple couples, and it's Lady Mary, Lady Sybil, mm-hmm. and Tom Branson, um, Bertie and Edith, all the the Crawley sisters, Andy and Daisy, George, so it's, it's and like Elizabeth. You made a uh, executive decision to include the best couples, as you saw. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what the power of love bonus does, it gives the couple that won, and I'm not going to tell you who that couple is until they come up. That couple okay. gets to dive in to the other romantic relationships that they have to propel them forward. So, <laughs> you know, hypothetically, if we were saying, you know, this couple is so good, but like this couple's better. But we can fact with this with the winner of this mm-hmm. power of love bonus, they now have that second punch of that other relationship. So it was not a unanimous decision by the the winning couple is forty two percent. Okay. So I won't say who they are until we get there. And before we get moving, we should lay out the criteria. So there's four. I have four. Areas in which we should consider these couples. Number one is how much we like the individuals as two people. How how do we like them <laughs> on their own? Are they strong enough to uh, live their own life Correct. without a partner? This okay. is, and and this is similar to our mixed match challenge episodes. Compatibility. Are they a good couple? I don't know. <laughs> Number three is it is is a little bit more complex in the in the scheme of things. Are they plot movers and how do they handle obstacles within being couples? 
Are they wall huggers that do nothing and are just married? Or are they crucial to their story? And also, do they overcome adversity together? Okay. And then the fourth and wild card category, the love factor. How much do these two love each other? This is Valentine's Day. We're yeah. spreading the love. We're spreading the good cheer. Are they actually in love? So those, those are our four categories. And I think with that... This might take a little while, so I think we can say no news worth reporting in our, our shows. No, just uh, there was a picture that was circulating on, online of um, Morgan Spector wearing a, a Bertha shirt while he was in the gym, and the size of the quads on this man are, are ginormous. This man has jacked it looks like legs. He's, looks like he's wearing a skirt or like a mini dress. Yeah, he is, he is <laughs> jacked. Those legs are gigantic on Morgan Spector, a.k.a. George Russell. Look it up when you have a chance. They're huge. Yeah, sure. Don't do it at work, though. No. <laughs> Uh, but if you need a Valentine's Day treat, there you go. Treat yourself. All right. Let's Indeed. Go. <laughs> Round one. Starting off with a bang. Mm-hmm. Lady Mary and Matthew Crawley, as we said before, do not get the coveted Power of Love bonus versus Daphne and Simon Bassett from season one of Bridgerton. This is a, a main event level first round match. It just took me a minute to remind myself that Simon Bassett is Regé Jean Page. Yep. <laughs> it's been a while. It's, it's been a few years. Hold on. You want to see something cool? What's that? Dave, it's you, the Funko Pop Dave of Simon a, Bassett. Bought a Funko Pop <laughs> of Regé Jean Page. How does this bug That's work? right. I had to. Uh, it's still in the box right now. He's got his jacket covering it. Oh, darn. So okay. Bonus bonus points for that. I saw it at the store. I said, we need, we need it. Okay. So you said so, it's Lady Mary? Lady Mary and Matthew. So pick Matthew over all the other Mary partners because Matthew's just the best. Yeah. They're the best. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, It really is a battle of two handsome men there between Regé Jean Page as Simon Bassett and then Matthew Crawley with uh, Dan Stevens. Like, you know, can you really lose there? With the guys? I mean, honestly, I think the, the weak link here is, is Daphne. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. Okay, so you're going to start talking about the women. The, the women are because uh, the men are evenly matched. It's, it really comes down to are you Lady Mary or Daphne person? And, well, in fairness, Simon, we talk about their their um, overcoming obstacles. Mm-hmm. The obstacles for Simon, I think, come from a bit more of a childhood trauma situation, whereas Lady Mary and cousin Matthew's obstacles come from leaving your your fiance to die. Mm-hmm. So the stories of their coming together are not necessarily the greatest, but yeah, I I, I agree Simon with you, Dave. Is, uh, I mean, Daphne is just weaker compared to Mary, who always takes the charge, has shown that she can fight for herself even without a man by her side. <clears throat> Daphne, she's immediately put into the whole race to find a suitor and get married and stuff, and she really doesn't have much of a chance to to assert herself. And Simon kind of steamrolls her a lot throughout that season. Uh, emotionally so I think it's fair to say Matthew and uh, Lady Mary are rolling right through them sorry Bridgerton yeah. fans and the, and, the, and the love factor for them is still it's a lot of the season that's the lust factor mm-hmm. so that's the first victors yeah. battle two we're, we're keeping it in the family Isabel and Lord Martin going against from Poldark Captain Blamey and Verity Poldark. Wait, so Captain a couple Blame- that you're a fan of. I mean, they they were they rode through some high tides. Captain Blamey and Verity. Uh, he put his life on the line for her. Yeah, they fought. He fought a duel to to be with her of all but people. In fairness, I think this is a uh, this is a, a no brainer. Isabel or Lord Martin gives away his home and his his family fortune for his wife. He's also a bit of a dunce. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, I think he he really grows on me throughout his run, okay. and I think he has an underrated run. I think this might be the the sleeper great couple of our all of our shows. They are very happy together by the by the end of the show, and they remain so in the movies. Um, I, I will say too, once they're together, we do see them together. Whereas Captain Blamey is curiously missing every time we see Verity uh, after like season two. Um, I think we got to go with Merton and uh, yeah, we got to keep. I think it, the one of the big 
issues here is that Downton is a very romantic show. Yeah. And we spend so much time with these couples that Poldark is a very dramatic show. And there's only a handful of couples. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see the real heavy hitters come in as we talk more. But this is, you know, it's like you stand no chance against Downton is the most beloved period drama of the past 20 years. Like you got nothing. You really need to to punch up at Downton and Downton's punching down at everybody else. I mean, that moment when Isabel Merton finally get together is such a. It justifies the entire relationship. It's so winning. It's so good. And when he when he tells his kids to kick rocks and like take the house, I don't care. I'm not dying. Yeah, that's an all timer sleeper down moment for for Isabel, who doesn't get many of those moments in the show. So mm-hmm. easy victory. Now next round, Isabel's gonna have to face her son. So uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Next match. This one's an interesting one. The Reverend Luke Forte and Ada. From the Gilded Age versus Daisy and Andy. Now, this is an interesting one on paper because these are two kind of rookie couples, you know? Daisy and Andy don't get together until Downton 2. Yeah. But the Ada and the Reverend are only together for like three episodes. Right. But their, lo- their love, you want to talk about the love factor, uh-huh. their love burns hot. I think for Daisy, it was just a matter of time until the right guy kind of walked in the house because she fell for every kind of uh, servant that showed up. William, uh, that redheaded guy who walks weird up the stairs. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Andy. Like, it was just bound to happen that one of them would hit with her. And if anything, Andy's kind uh-huh. of batting downwards. Like, he's, he's, you know, he's a handsome guy and he's got everything going for yeah. him. And then he kind of yeah. just kind of settles there. Uh Whereas if, and it seems like a, a hard-fought battle for not that much of a reward. Right, because it's just Daisy. With all due difficult. respect to Daisy. Daisy, Yeah, Daisy is very difficult. Uh, so the thing about Agnes and... Uh, not Agnes. Ada. Ada and Forte is that they really you know let us know that they've been waiting for this right person to enter their, mm-hmm. into their lives. And so when it finally works out, they don't need to go through the whole you know dating thing. They just get married. And that's more than we get out of Andy yeah. and Daisy after a couple movies and everything. And you want to talk about plot moving and obstacle stuff. We're not we don't even need to talk about the inheritance factor of it all. Yeah. The fact that the the his disease progresses so quickly really goes to show that they overcome obstacles and stay strong for those couple of weeks mm-hmm. that they are together. Like you don't ever doubt that Ada's like, I made the wrong choice. So I think I think with that in mind, I got to go Ada and the Reverend. I agree. All right. Another another agreement. Now, I thought that would be a quick discussion because God knows. I, well, God does know. And Forte is, is his friend. Yeah, the, as the, the Reverend would say. Next couple. This is an interesting one. Anne and James Trenchard. Hmm. Belgravia season one. The Magic Man and his wife. <laughs> versus... Baxter and Mosley. Oh, I who mean, also fan favorites, but not an official couple until the end of Downton Two. I think the thing, way you have to think about this is that James Trenchard was with Anne Trenchard for so long, but held withheld a secret from her about you know what actually happened. Charles Pope, yeah, with, with, with the son, uh, you know Charles Pope, uh, and and that he was you know missing, and, and so. That's weak. Whereas Baxter and Mosley, they at least wait. They, they at least got things sorted out with Baxter's secret past. You know, going to uh-huh. jail and or whatever, and all the scrutiny around here stealing things. They got that. And, sort- and Mosley admitting that he has been afraid to to propose because he doesn't think he could support her. Yeah. So I think they start on an even footing, and they stay that way. At least Mosley and Baxter I expect them to. So I think. Yeah, and Anne and James find, like, there's so much, like, you want to talk about overcoming obstacles. I don't feel like they leave Belgravia Season 1 stronger. I feel like they leave the same, but they set up Pope better. Charles Pope, you mean? Whereas, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas Baxter and Mosley, the love factor is always there, and clearly mm-hmm. the fact that both of, you know, they're kind of middle-aged people, but the love factor kicks in. 
they're both individually beloved. Baxter is one of the more underrated downstairs characters. I think this is another walk for these two. I agree. Yeah. Baxter Sorry, Down Abbey's just rolling with uh, their pairings. All the Julian pairings. Too well, good. I mean, they well, did just get beat by, or Ada and the Reverend made it through. That's true. So that's, and I guess uh, the Trenchards are a Julian pairing. <laughs> okay, so this this one, talk about, the, I think the Downton train might be coming to a stop right now. We got Lizzie, Bennett, and Mr. Darcy versus... Mr. Mason and Miss Patmore. Now, I I think we, this is not even really a discussion. Mr. Mason, we didn't even want Mr. Mason with Patmore. No, we wanted, we wanted anybody else. We wanted the the cop. We wanted Doctor Clarkson could have done it. Mr. Mason Absolutely. is the right guy Should've at the right the place, at the right time. I completely forgot they even got together by the end of it. I had to kind of refresh my memory. Well, it's Downton Two again. Downton Two makes makes a lot of moves. I think Fellows. Fellows is in the mode of like, if this is it, I want to make sure there's no stone left unturned. I want them paired off. Uh, yeah, that, that's what he was doing. What, whereas, but Li- Lizzie and Darcy talk about plot movers. They are the plot. I'm yes, and you get both pride and you get prejudice in the, t- the pair of them. Uh, I don't know what really tops them too. I mean, it, it, they have to overcome so many obstacles. Uh, to get together, and by the end, I think they kind of actually see each other for who they are, and that's what they love about each other. So, boom! I think Mason you got and Patmore it. have a lot to learn about each other, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, a lot about pride and prejudice. Mm-hmm. Now, this next one is an interesting one for us because, going by our timelines, this might not be the best looking battle. So we have Tom Barrow teaming mm-hmm. with Guy Dexter, who. And, and oh wow, I didn't even realize this. Tom Barrow and Guy Dexter versus Prince Charles and Camilla. So that means we have Dominic West versus Dominic West. <laughs> well, take your pick of West. Uh, well, so you got one guy talking about feet on the phone, right? Um, yep. And then you got the other one. One guy in, in where we left off in the crown, still, they're not married. Yeah, I think you kind of have to take the long view on this. Does the country really support Camilla and Charles, or are they more of a Diana Charles, you know, or just pro Diana altogether? I don't think uh, people ever came around to really supporting that relationship, no matter how long they've been together. Yeah, there's no support. But Barrow and Guy Dexter are not even, nothing happens to them on screen. There's just a lot of uh, future casting going on. Mm hmm. Yeah. But that future casting is a decade plus worth of future casting for Tom Barrow. Once he turns babyface, you want him to find the right guy, and Guy Dexter, the right guy. Yeah, I, it's guy. It's guy. Guy Dexter is pretty cool too. He's a celebrity, for sure. I mean, it's a level up for Tom Barrow, and he gives him an out of like, "You can be my butler." People won't know, uh, and so it's like a real Hollywood ending for uh, Tom Barrow if that's the last we see of him. Got to give it to Julian again. Sorry. Fitch- oh, oh, oh I, you know what? I think you convinced me because Camilla and Charles, at this point where we are in the crown, we haven't gotten to a lot of, we haven't seen the last season, so we don't mm-hmm. know exactly how things come together. But I, you know, I agree. We're there. Yeah. Fiction Trump's uh, reality. All right. Uh, this is an interesting one. This is sort of the alphas of two of our shows Bertha and George Russell. And this is an unfortunate one because I think. Place in another bracket, this couple they're against really stood a chance. Queen Charlotte and King George. Huh. Because King, I mean, King George, uh, the Mad King, if mm-hmm. you will, we see how things wind up at the end of his life and in Bridgerton proper and in the Queen Charlotte miniseries. But there is a strange love factor with these two. Queen Charlotte and King George. Yeah. That is kind of undeniable. That makes that show worth watching. I mean, because that's the thing is you are watching Queen Charlotte for their relationship. And if you're not, then you're just not in it. Um, Uh Uh-huh. Honestly, though, like they kind of have to see each other and get on the right level. Whereas I feel like as much as George and Bertha love each other and they, you know, remind us of that. They literally their plot lines this season were just how they're arguing still, even well after they're married, and it's going to continue uh-huh. into the future seasons. So I, I may have to be at odds with you, Dave, inside with the 
Queen Charlotte and uh, the Queen. I mean, they're the royalty. Yeah. Well, the thing I, I gotta say, Bertha and George are the powerhouse of the Gilded Age. They are the nucleus of the Gilded Age in many ways. Mm-hmm. And we see the things that George does for Bertha. You know, like he puts a lot of money on the line behind her back for her. And they're sort of operating. We see that they don't always agree. Yeah. But we see those moments where they're getting physical. You know, like they're kind of canoodling in the corner of the room when the staff walks in. Like their love factor is very much there. And mm-hmm. they are the plot. Them and, and Aunt Agnes and Aunt Ada and Marion are the plot. Yeah. And I think the compatibility is there. I mean, I'm obviously we have to go to the, the fans. Right. We have to go to the patrons. So the patrons, let's see. Where are we? This is Queen Charlotte and King George. Mm-hmm. And we have... Bertha and uh, Bertha and George take this one, thanks to the fans. Well... Which makes sense. I think also, I think more of our, fr- our fans watched Gilded Age, so... I think that's true. <laughs> uh, they Yeah, they didn't have time for Wolf Boy on, on Queen Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And the, the, the Doctor... Oh my god! All right, last last matchup in round one. Caroline and Dwight Penvenen, or okay. Ennis rather, Caroline Pen uh, Poldark, the Doctor, versus Mister and Missus Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Now, I think the one thing about Mister and Missus Bennett is the compatibility. Mm-hmm. She's always whining about marrying off her kids, and yeah. Mister Bennett is just sits back and says, "Like, I love her. She's her." Let her do her. Mm-hmm. I'm here to calm her down when she's too wired up. Yeah. I think I th- when we talked about wall huggers, I think the Bennets are wall huggers with their daughters being the leads. I think so, too. I, I think they're kind of there for... Well, it's interesting because the mom is definitely there for comedic purposes, the way she's just kind of nattering on throughout that show. But the dad has some sweet moments, at least with his kids. But at the same time, they're definitely not the focal point and... and I just I I feel like they're a couple of circumstance to drive the or just to color the the story you know whereas mm-hmm. Dwight and Carolyn they're given a full arc we see oh yeah you know the PTSD that Dwight has and how he has to overcome that and she loves him but she loves her dog and having to get him to come around to the dog um, and they lo- they lose a child together and yeah. then she retreats into her old life only to come back to then have a family like obstacles for them it's kind of scary like yep. it's not a <clears throat> it's not a linear path from they meet and also they're basically a forbidden marriage that just happens yeah you know their love finds a way i think this is this is a main character versus a side character situation i think that caroline and dwight just take this one yep so i agree dave i think i think that's who we got to go with is uh the pole darks of the world. That's right. So that's the end of the first half of the bracket. Now on to the second half. Anna and Bates mm-hmm. versus Lady Rose and Atticus. Now this one, I feel like we can, with all due respect, Lady Rose has lots of suitors. Yeah. That I think a lot of people prefer to Atticus. With all due respect to Atticus. Yep. He's a nice guy. He has good intentions. But Anna and Bates go through hell. They both go to jail. <laughs> Shouldn't be for, laughing at for that. A, they both go to... Well, I mean, Bates, John Bates goes to jail for mm-hmm. his own situation. You know, his Vera. But yeah. Vera only comes out of the woodwork because of Anna. Mm-hmm. And Anna goes to jail because of this Mr. Green situation, which is a repulsive thing that nobody, no Downton fan wants to relitigate. Yeah. They're, Mr. B- the bases are Anna won our tournament for our individual best Downton Abbey character. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bates is our Instagram bio pick. <laughs> Always forever. Sorry, sorry, Lady Rose. Thank you for the cameo. Yeah. She, she, you, you, you don't stand a chance. She's great, but the rest of it. Yeah, sorry, Atticus. You didn't do enough to impress us. Okay, now moving on. I think we have another quick one. Jane and Bingley. Pride and Prejudice, Jane Bennett, Mr. Bingley, the hunk, mm-hmm. against Demelza and Ross Poldark. But <laughs> Demelza and Ross are a very complicated couple. 
oh my god, the amount of cheating that Ross does on her is, and and, and she does on him. They they right, yeah. She gets one over back, gets one back. I, just Mr. They're like sort of a proto Gen Z millennial couple where they have a, a unspoken open relationship. Yeah, for real. I mean, Jane Bennett and Charles Bingley. I, I don't know. I I don't think they're side characters. You yeah. know, this is a thanks for coming. If you got put up against uh, the Mister and Mrs. Bennett, you might win, but you you don't take Ross, right? No, it, and Demel, and not to mention the stuff that Ross and Demelza are like mutually destructive. Their love is so like manifests itself in such weird ways where they'll fight for each she's other. She's like, don't do, yeah, they'll fight, they'll fight for each other, but they'll also fight each other, fight for each other without telling each other that they're like, oh, I'm gonna put my life on the line to make sure that we get a lot of money for our children. Yeah, and then Demelza's like, that's terrible. Our children depend on us. Why are you mm-hmm. doing this? And he's like, money. The yep. mines, and and he started from the bottom, and now Demelza's ends where she ends. That green dress, yeah. Demelza and Ross, you you're, you got this. This is a walk. They're just a. Power this might couple. as well have been a buy. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. They're a power power couple. Jane Bennett yeah, yeah. and Charles have, Bingley. They're kind of just filling in the the bracket here. Unfortunately. Yeah. Now whew, you ready for this one? Yeah, let's go. Cora and Robert Crawley versus. Uh, Queen Elizabeth. Mm. Oh, wait, no, wait, what? Liz- oh, no, 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 not Queen Elizabeth. She comes later. Elizabeth and George Warleggen. Well, <laughs> uh, Elizabeth never really gives up the ghost on Ross. She keeps cheating on George. George goes insane after she leaves. George, George literally does not give up the ghost of Elizabeth. He yeah. talks to her the whole last season of the show. But Cora and Robert are a couple that are very much, uh, you know, they're a love comes later couple, as they say many times throughout the course of the show. They didn't fall for each other until years after they really knew each other. They were a marriage of convenience, a marriage of money. Mm -hmm. But they do at the end of the episode, at the end of the show anyway. And there's that moment. I I think it can be distilled into that moment in Downton 2, the repeat pernicious anemia situation where... Hugh is bawling like a little baby, talking yeah. about how he loves Cora. Elizabeth and George, there's always that tension about, especially once um, Valentine's born. Mm-hmm. Whose kid is it? That situation. Born under a dark moon. And George is so obsessed with Ross, it's unhealthy. Yeah. I think a lot of people have a lot of sympathy for Elizabeth and George, considering we see George does love her. He's loved her his whole life. Yeah, but Cora and Robert come together in a fruitful way. Elizabeth and George come together in a somewhat spiteful way. So I think this is a Robert and George, Cora, not Robert and George. uh, Yeah, Robert and Cora, absolutely. They're just a happy couple for the most part. Yeah, aside from Bricker and uh, Jane. Yeah, yeah, forget about that. Okay, this one another. I think this is another walk. Quick one. Charlotte and Mr. Collins from Pride and Prejudice, who we all know, Mr. Collins, the doofy priest, mm-hmm. versus Drake and Morwenna Karn from Poldark. Morwenna, yeah. abused by Ozzy Whitworth, that foot freak, saved by Drake, the king of patience, versus Charlotte and Collins. Charlotte basically says, I've settled. This is the best I can do. Yep. No, I think grand it, opening, grand closing. Yeah. <laughs> You're done. You're out. Yeah. It, it's got to be Drake and uh, Morwenna. They, they really have to work for it. Okay. Uh, this this one is an interesting one because I think this is... Talk about like the... the these are the, the low-hanging fruit mm-hmm. seeds. Mariah Gray and Charles Pope from season one of Belgravia versus Lydia and Wickham. The youngest Bennett sister who winds up with the military man and runs away. I don't want to give Charles Pope and Mariah Gray anything, but I think this is something that I have to give them. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess so. Because, yeah, Lydia runs off with that doofy guy, and he's not, I think, doesn't he cheat on her too? Or he does like he, uh. I think he's, he's like the opportunist who, when the opportunities run out, you take the, like, yeah, you know, barely legal Bennett daughter. 
Mm-hmm. Versus Mariah and Charles Pope, they're two dynamic people. They're just boring, and we don't particularly like them as our A plus couple. Right. He never really wanted to marry Lydia, and then he wound up with her anyway. So, yeah, you're you're out, Wickham. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Up next, another Belgravia couple. Now, this is another interesting one. This mm-hmm. bottom of the bracket, Clara and Fred from Belgravia, the next chapter, or a new chapter, <laughs> our current protagonists uh-huh. going against, and I think this is actually a very fair pairing because they're going against the last season of Poldark's new kids on the block, Kitty and Ned Despard. Ned Despard is a maniac. <laughs> he got, he got. I know he's based on a real person, but it's like this guy killed, got himself killed, and there was nothing Fred, that Kitty could have done. Sir Frederick Trenchard is kind of a crazy man in his own right. At the same time, the jury is still out on these two. We know what happened with the other ones. I think we want to give the the Trenchards a, a shot. I want to be optimistic and hope for the best for them. Otherwise, and we see that they mean well. I don't. And and we know what might happen with Doctor Doctor whatever Doctor yeah. Enright, not Doctor Enright, it's Mister Mrs Enright, Doctor Allerby. I knew it was an E name. Yeah, yeah, I got to agree. Kitty and Ned are stressful. Mm-hmm. Clara and Fred are a plot stressful. Yeah, that's fair. And you're our people right now. Oh boy, this is gonna be this is gonna be an interesting bracket next time. They're up against Mariah and and Pope. Right now, but not right now. When we get around to them next time. Uh, these are the last two matches of the sec- of the first round. So, Lady Edith and Bertie Pelham versus Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. Oof. Ah. Well. This it- is an interesting one because Edith, Edith and Bertie are a very understated, great couple. Yeah. And I will say Edith had the opportunity, you know, with Gregson, with Anthony, with, you know, Mr. Drew or whatever uh, farmer she was canoodling with. She levels up so much. And the love factor is there because Bertie ac- accepts Marigold and moves on. Mm-hmm. And he fights for her after they've broken up. But in fairness, you want to talk about someone fighting for someone. I mean, there's Liz a- and Phil. Right. Because Queen Elizabeth's job is on the line if she can't make it work with Phil. So and Phil's cheating on her left and right in the early parts of their marriage, which so is not necessarily a great compatibility issue. Yeah, but we see in the last season of The Crown that Prince Philip is like, "Just shut up, do your job, and like the love will come." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know the arranged arrangement just works. I, I like I'm look. England, I think, would be different if Queen Elizabeth did not get it worked out with Prince Phil. Edith and... And I think it's, it's, worth, it's worth noting that in all of the different casts that we've dealt with, there's been like a growth in maturity in this relationship that we don't see across many shows. Right. Edith and Bertie, I don't know if that's even Edith's best relationship, so... Whoa, okay. Just saying. I, I mean, so the Queen and the, the Prince move through. Yep. All right. Yeah. Now, guess what? We made it to the last round. The power of love bonus. Lady Sybil and Tom Branson with sure. the love bonus of Tom Branson's new wife, Lucy Branson, from the end of Downton Abbey Movie 1 and into Downton Abbey Movie 2 versus... Mr. Carson and Mrs. Hughes. Ooh. Does Carson ever so, take a shirt off? I think I think in moments of, do you think if he took his shirt off, he would have mystery abs? Potentially, one of those barrel chests. Jim Car, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I mean, wait. So does Branson include? Um, What's her name? Does not include Braithwaite okay. or any of the other sort of wait. people that try to 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 get him off of his path. It is just Lucy, yeah. his second wife, who the whole second movie, they're just there being happy. Mm-hmm. The whole first movie, it's the greatest scene, 
arguably in that first movie is when everyone is dancing inside and he goes outside to dance with her because she can't be inside. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be Branson. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, look, we're talking about Lucy. Sybil is everybody's favorite. Everybody loves Sybil. She's idealistic. She leaves Downton to go to Ireland to live yeah. in, like, poverty, basically, to be with Branson. I mean, the, the worst thing about Hughes and Carson is that they get together, and then it really takes, you know, working Carson over to quit his job, too, <laughs> uh, so they can be happy yeah. and stuff. And he he doesn't even know what it takes to be in a proper... Well, he wants a proper marriage, but he doesn't even know what it takes to be in a successful one. Man, so. he doesn't know what it takes. So, yeah, th- you know, that's thanks for coming. You would have beaten the Bennetts, maybe, but you don't mm. beat Tom, Sybil, and Lucy Branson. Yeah. So that concludes round one. Now we're going to get into the more difficult part. Let's jump to it because we we got more to cover. Okay. Isabel and Lord Merton versus Mary and Matthew. Isabel and Lord Merton versus Mary and Matthew. I mean, Mary and Matthew. Are we kidding ourselves? <laughs> You're right. I mean, that, that's it. That's it. There's really no discussion here. Isabella Merton are great and maybe my favorites, but they're up against the couple that define Dallin. I know more people that stopped watching Downton Abbey when Matthew died. Yeah. Then I do know that people watched the whole show. Isabel, and I'm saying that to our listeners. Isabel raised Matthew right. That's all yeah. I and now, and it's only fair that she takes an L to her son. Yep. She'd want it that way. All right. Ada and Reverend Forte versus. Baxter and Mosley. Oh. This is an interesting one. Two two couples that don't have a lot of time together on screen as a couple, as a unit. Well, you know a Mosley guy. <laughs> and he really stuck it out trying to make it work for Baxter. And the, they're a real true reflection of the power of love. I'm sorry. I got to go Mosley-Baxter. Yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, like I, I'm a, I'm, I'm a big Rev, Reverend Forte guy. Yeah, but I, I can't. The best moment of movie too is is Be- Mosley and Baxter. Mm-hmm. Crowd wept. Absolutely, send them, send them, All right. them home happy. <laughs> that moment. Now this one I think is going to go down pretty quick. Unfortunately, okay. this is Lizzie and Mister Darcy versus Barrow and Guy Dexter. Yeah, I'm sorry, uh, Barrow. You, you, you yep. got a happy ending at least. Congratulations, you played yourself. Well, you didn't play yourself because you wound up with a tour in the world with a famous actor. Lizzie and Darcy are the couple. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Bertha and George Russell versus Caroline and Dwight from Poldar. It's got to be the Russells. <laughs> yep. And I can't even disagree Like, because I think Caroline and Dwight, they're complicated, but their complications are very frustrating. Whereas I think yeah. Bertha and George, you see they're frustrated at each other, but as an audience member, because I don't Because they're so successful. <laughs> they're really, yes. really suffering yes. from their success. They're su- suffering from success, yeah. as DJ Khaled would say. Mm-hmm. You know, quick quick work. Who would have... I mean, I always like how round twos of these tournaments just wound up being it, it, slaughters. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this one's going to be a slaughter, though. Anna and Bates versus Demelza and Ross. Oh. Anna and Bates... I think as far as like plot movers, their last half of Downton is so depressing. By the same token, Ross and and Demelza are like perpetually a little depressing. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, The love factor there, though. I mean, Demelza and Ross. Demelza always says, Ross always says, I love you in a different way than I've ever loved anyone. And we know Ross is a lover. I think it may be unfair to say this, but who has more children between them? Ross and Demelza pump them out. <laughs> Whereas Yeah, they lose one. <laughs> yeah. And they keep going. Whereas Bates and Anna, the culmination of their arc on the show is to have a, a child or two. Do they are they pregnant with a second at the end of the second movie? I think they might be. But yeah, they're Lil John. They're, they're still trailing Lil the, John Bates. Ross and Demelza in terms of getting those those Baby's going. So you you go Ross and Demelza. I think so. Uh, that's where I lie. I think I go. I think I go Anna and Bates because I think that I think that their courting is is one of those like real like on the DL highlights of the oh, first season. I mean, it's what season or two in, down in a lot of ways. All right, so let me let's go to the the the, the 
Patreon patrons, let's see what they say. Oh, I, I, we well, we know a couple of our patrons are very outspoken about their distaste for Ross, Paul, Dark, and Demelza. Mm-hmm. Anna and Bates move through. I guess the patrons agree with me more than they agree with you. Well, that's fine. Everyone's got an opinion. <laughs> I, you know, everyone's entitled to it. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. Cora and Robert versus Morwenna and Drake. Cora and Robert are sort of the linear. They don't yeah. really. Their relationship doesn't make move the needle that much. When it does, it's very sweet. But when they do, otherwise, they're just there. Morwenna and Drake are a story, for sure. But even then, when they're able to get together, Morwenna is kind of hesitant about it because she's been so traumatized by uh, that feet man, Whitworth, Whitworth, <laughs> the feet man, yeah. the Reverend, another clergyman. Yeah, I, you know, they have a lot to overcome there. Whereas. Robert and Cora built a whole household that's full of drama. Literally, we would not have the They're show the hosts. If, yeah. if they didn't okay. hire the staff, you, have those kids. All right. You've, you've convinced me. Morwenna and Drake are a great back half Poldark couple. But. Yeah, good story. Okay. The battle of the Belgravia couples. Mariah Gray and Charles Pope versus Clara and Fred Trenchard. I have to say I'm more invested in the... Maybe it's because we're currently watching it. I'm more invested in Clara and Frederick than I ever yeah, was. I agree. You know, I, I think that... Um, right, great. We, we like Wilkinson. Mm-hmm. We like the broke pastor gambling. Mariah, we liked, I guess. Charles Pope, we did not like. Dud of the century. Yes. Yeah. Clara and Fred at least have upside. Yeah, so. exactly. Frederick may be a dud, but he's still trying to prove himself. Yes. And you, you they've proven themselves to get to the next round. Mm-hmm. Last match of this round, Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip versus our power of love couple, Tom and Sybil and Lucy. Wait, Tom, Sybil, and Lucy and who versus who? Queen and the king, or the queen and the prince. Wow. Queen Elizabeth, Prince Philip. Branson struck me as a guy who actually wanted to be in love, whereas for Queen Elizabeth, she has to do it because it's her job. Yeah, and I think that their they their love is not the kind of fiery love. It's the kind. It's an ember. It's not a flame. Yeah, it'll heat the house, but the house is going to be consistent level. Tom, it's going to be hot. You're going to have to open some windows even in the winter. Right? Who wants in on that relationship? Everyone. Who wants in on the Queen Elizabeth and Prince Phil's relationship? No one. Correct. If you want to make it easy, three, you know, p- people party. <laughs> so they move through. The power of love is is doing its work here, and I, I mean, I think Lady Sybil still. We we're Lady Sybil does so much for Branson. This power of love thing. We're talking a lot about Tom because he's the mm. one with the two suitors. She dies giving birth to their child. Yeah, like he has to raise a child, and he so still makes like, it work uh, getting a new relationship. So now we're on to the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. Mary and Matthew versus Baxter and Mosley. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I got to go with Baxter, uh, Baxter and Mosley again. Really? Whoa, wow, wait, wait, I'm wait. going Mary and. Uh, okay, I was thinking Mary and Mary and uh, Matthew are Downton Abbey. They are the first. They're the the proposal is top right two no. moments of Downton Abbey. For some reason, I was thinking Mary and Henry Talbot for a second. No, Henry Talbot. No, they did not win the Power of Love. Right. Uh, no, I'm going with Baxter and Mosley. They're one still alive, and, and they Let's had to go see, through so two. much. It's going, I know I'm going to lose here, but I, I, my heart is true. It's Baxter and Mosley. It was. This is this is the closest in contention. So I did tiered points. Uh huh. This is only a three point difference right here, and okay. it is Mary and Matthew. Well, there you go. But it is a close. The patrons speak. The patrons side with me. I'm yeah. the man of the people, I guess. Okay. Lizzie and Mr. Darcy, Pride and Prejudice, versus the Gilded Age, Bertha and George. I mean, Bertha and George again—they—they they are so strong. <laughs> but this is—but Lizzie and Darcy are the reason for the the season. 
Do they run their love story is is one of the most inspirational or not inspirational the one of the most yeah beloved love stories in his in the history of fiction right and we don't have the full story or of George and uh, Bertha and and what does Bertha love more George or her place in society it's true you've convinced me. It's definitely uh, Lizzie yeah. and Darcy. I was not thinking straight. Pride and Prejudice for all day. And you know me; I'm not the biggest Pride and Prejudice guy. No, right but here. It's good. All right, onto the other side of the bracket. This is a uh, this is a whooping people would want to see. Okay. Boss versus his employee. Anna and Mr. Bates versus Cora and Robert Crawley. Ah, there's no moment in Robert and Cora's relationship that gives you as much of a rush as Bates and Anna getting together, I think. I think at this point in the tournament, you've already, we've already dissected what makes these couples good. And it is is moments. Mm -hmm. And Charles, my my go-to moment, as we said, Downton Abbey 2, new era, the moment where, where he's crying about how he can't live without Cora, phenomenal. And the moment in season six when he goes to visit her at the hospital and realizes how important what she's doing is. Mm-hmm. Anna and Bates, you can't even count the number of times that Bates just t- is is in love with her. And how, you know, like when she's suffering after the Mr. Green situation, how he's like, I just need to be there for my wife. I love her so much. Yep. This is an Anna and Bates walk. You I know, think like so. I think we're making the Cora right and Robert, you did what you could. But you couldn't do, couldn't beat the bases. This is, we all love a boss getting beat by their employer. Okay, so now on to this last one. Clara and Fred versus Tom, Sybil, and Lucy Branson. Well. Clara and Fred, kick rocks. Bye. Yeah, Fred, you wish you were uh, Tom Branson. Yeah, Yeah, and that's, Branson, Branson is a guy that love speaks first. He loves Sybil. Clearly, he puts his reputation and his job on the line. Mm-hmm. We the jury's still out on on Fred and Clara. Like yep. there's still a lot of story to be told. I agree. Okay, so now we are in the semifinals. Mary and Matthew versus Lizzie and Darcy. Uh one doesn't disappoint uh, people like the other. So I gotta go, the Darcy's. Wow. I'm sorry. Like I mean, Mary and Matthew, uh, they burn brightly, but too shortly. Now I'm gonna think. I disagree. Okay. And I disagree because I think that the highs of Mary and Matthew, the proposal, their wedding, the highs of Lizzie and Darcy, like their wedding. Ha- she gets married next to her sister. They have a wedding together. Mm-hmm. And I think that Lizzie and Darcy, like, they move this story, but they're, I don't feel the, the strength on screen the way that I do with Mary and Matthew. So I'm going to disagree. <laughs> Dave, you're not turned on by a man going out into the lake in a nightgown? That that does not do move the needle for me. I know it's not a nightgown. It's like a long shirt, but okay. And this is another incredibly close one, but Mary and Matthew win this one uh, by yeah, yeah. I cannot get it four right. points. <laughs> so have it, whatever. It's fine. It's okay because the, the, I mean the Pride and Prejudice people are probably upset with me right now, but mm-hmm. the patrons, y'all could have voted for 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 our friends. Coulda, shoulda. All right, semifinal on the other half: Anna and Bates versus Tom. Barrow, not Tom Barrow. He's long gone. Branson, Sybil. Oh man, this is a challenge here. I feel like just my my gut is telling me, even just Branson and Sybil, like what they do in the short time that they do it is so strong. And I think there's obviously a lot of highs as we've discussed at length with Anna and Bates, but the highs with Tom. It all starts with him peeping in the window, and it only goes up. I, I mean, it's like choose your bad ending. One with them going through hell, the Bateses, or Branson's wife Death. Uh, dying. Oh, but then Lucy, Lucy, Lucy is a good story. Lucy is a second good story for Branson. 
Yeah. I don't feel anything about Lucy. She shows up late, but sorry, I'm just going back to Bates and Anna falling for each other, even though they, they have the downside of everything. I, I got to go with Bates and Anna. Well, Corey, the patrons, they agree with you. Oh, well, there you go. Finally. I overcame the power of love. <laughs> Did it. Just barely. Just barely. It's a, yeah. This is, again, our all, I think... As with our emotional attachments, there's much more of an attachment with Downton than there is with the, any of our other shows because Downton is the the roots of this podcast. Mm-hmm. So it's only fitting that the finals for the lovers' quarrel, if you will, Mary and Matthew Crawley versus Anna and John Bates. Wow. Uh, this is, I mean, this is the WrestleMania main event we we knew it would be. Yeah, because if you had to take people out of the equation, Anna's the best character of all the programming. Matthew's arguably number two, I'd say. I mean, I I don't know if I would agree with that, but I I would say that Anna is on paper. The I mean, won our poll of sixty four Downton Abbey characters to be the best, but I think she beat Mary in the last round. Yeah. Mary is the through line of Downton Abbey. It's true. And she is better when she's with Matthew. Anna is good. But we really don't know if she's at her best when she's with Matthew. No, she gets better when she leaves Matthew. That's the, that's the thing. That's kind of, yeah, that's, that's the only person whose fault that is Dan Stevens. It's true. Man, this is a tough call. But I just think when you think of Downton Abbey and you think of the moments, the top moments from the show... It's that proposal in the Christmas ep- the special of Matthew to Mary. That's what you think of like, oh, man, that was it. That was the moment in terms of romance. Bates and Anna, you get like hairy-shouldered Bates in bed curling up to Anna after they w- just woke up the whole house uh, during their... their <laughs> yeah, during their post-marriage <laughs> moments. Yeah, their post-cold bliss. <laughs> uh, but they also get what they want. I think their story is understated because they become B players. And in the movies, they're like nothing. Yeah. They're a very cohesive couple that get a lot done. They help with the heist episode immensely. Yeah. They yeah. overcome the Mr. Green situation to then have a family. I mean, I think I've been leading Mary and Matthew this whole time, but I think that the these are two couples on, on sort of the same. Yeah point of view from the fans they're both beloved but they're mary and matthew are emblematic of what makes down abby great mm-hmm. anna and bates are what truly makes down abby great so i think i'm going anna and bates i'm going mary matthew i'm sorry like that th- that is now, the this is, couple because i'm going to the bates go through too much dreck to really want to revisit uh that end to end well then again end to end mary matthew it is pretty brutal but you focus on the good. But it's out of nowhere. It's not like it's a calculated. It's an sure. accident. They're there. No, I agree. Well, good news for you, Corey. The champions, the patrons agree with you. Mary and Matthew are the greatest couple. It's got to be. I mean. Of all of our shows. Bates and Anna are almost miserable throughout the back half of their, their show, of the show, or for much of their relationship. Whereas at least Mary and Matthew they have a really good season three together where they're on the same page and everything is good. And I don't think mm-hmm. Bates and Anna ever have it as good as Mary and Matthew have it there during that season. Yeah. And I mean, I guess my Anna and Bates, they just like, you just like seeing them happy. And even if yeah. they're not the A players in the movie, seeing Mr. Bates with a baby in his arms is like very sweet and nice. And I, you know, it just makes me happy. It warms my heart. Yeah. Mary and Matthew are like, it's a big, what could have been. He's happy that he's got his, his mm-hmm. child, but then he drives off the road. Well, you got That's the trick, man. you got to leave him want, wanting more. That's why Mary and Matthew win. People want more. Do they well, want more Bates and Anna? Maybe Julian, Julian said in season six, I'll leave him wanting more by making these two beloved characters total background noise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that's it. Mary and Matthew have won. Okay. Well, there you have it. Mary gets her revenge on Anna for... Uh, best character but yeah what a, what a, that, yeah i need to re-listen that episode to make sure that's how that ends but mm-hmm. holy guacamole we've done it we did it the best oh, couple only took about 
54 minutes. Okay. That's the A. So, with that in mind, you know, you usually pr- bring this question up after we've done our power rankings. Have you been watching anything else, Corey, aside from the Super Bowl? Or do you have any thoughts on the Super Bowl you'd like to share? Let's not let's not visit that. <laughs> uh, just negative. we both liked Usher. I think we can both agree that big Usher was Usher. great. I've always been a big fan of Usher, and he I, people were kind of disappointed. They they wanted more high energy throughout. I wanted to hear the deep cut, deep cuts. So when he says, you know, it's uh, seven o'clock on the dot, I'm in my drop top. I'm good. I'm set. I'm a happy camper. Uh, <laughs> but, now the number of people and at work today, mm-hmm. people did not know who Jermaine Dupri was. Yeah, they did a, not know that Will I Am was Will I Am. <laughs> there were, you know, I think a lot of a lot of us Caucasian folks really pop mm-hmm. big for yeah because I think that's, that's like right prom one hundred and one, yeah. yeah. And that was great. A couple good commercials, but football tense. I almost won two hundred bucks, mm. but I didn't. Did you actually enjoy the game? Because you're not a football guy, Dave. Um. I I did I I you know I'm a, I'm not a big like I'm not a big football guy but I Patrick Mahomes is like magnetic he's something you somebody you watch well because he has the voice of Kermit the Frog and then Kenny Powers at well, the same and time. Kenny Powers <laughs> yeah it's just he's the strangest guy I hate him so much I've seen each of the Chiefs play each of the past three seasons and they won each time and it just makes my blood boil so last night I literally shouted so loud my neighbors multiple neighbors could hear me <laughs> cursing so. Well, and your brother's a big diehard Niners fan. Yeah, right? he's a big Niners fan, so I felt for him, and he, he let me know nothing good happens to us after they lost. And I was like, yeah, that, yeah I guess it's <laughs> okay. Yeah. Turn it in, <laughs> turn it inwards. For you. It's about us. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, I guess Cody Rhodes has to do some redemption come April that to, better to happen. make things right. Absolutely. <laughs> Anything else? I think we both watched the uh, the Marvels this week and yeah. had similar thoughts. Not good. <laughs> they're in, they're in I did not enjoy it. I just didn't think it did anything. Could you follow the plot, Dave, of the Marvels? No, no. I just <laughs> knew there was a woman who was opening holes in the... You know, this is this is how nerdy that I am. The holes in the sky, mm. that was the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah, that's from Gar- the Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. It's, you know, I've done my homework. I watched like Secret Invasion. I've watched the Miss Marvel. I watched all these things. I was still lost. Like, what is going on here? Creed. Well, you didn't ride the Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess I didn't. And, and like, she's tearing up holes in the sky, and then at the end, it's an alternate dimension she's opening up. That just happened. Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, glad it was ninety-five minutes. It, it, oh yeah. Strangely, thank, thank God Disney Plus with the fifteen minutes of credits in foreign languages. Right. It strangely, would have benefited from being longer, but at the same time, I'm glad it wasn't longer. Uh, aside from that. Watching the traders, love the traders. Uh, okay, watching uh, love on the spectrum. It's a good show to watch this time of year for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I guess similarly, I have not yet reported that I am up to date on this season of The Bachelor. Oh boy, <laughs> what what are your thoughts, Dave? What do you think of this Bachelor? So this is my first live season of The Bachelor, mm-hmm. and I think the women lend themselves to better TV. The caddy, a group of women disagreeing with each other and trying to fight for a guy's love is a lot different than a bunch of guys trying to fight for a woman's love. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm much more of a fan of this format. Okay. All right. But well, the Golden Bachelorette was just announced, and I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Do they bring back some of the pre- pre- previous contestants, or do they start a new... Uh, We'll find out. Yeah, that that I'll tap back in for. The, the Bachelor just has too many co- uh, commercial too much. <laughs> oh yeah, but Michael Bolton it. has been on like two episodes. He was physically present in one, and then they have his music in the other one. Isn't he like in the hospital right now? <laughs> or been? In the I heard hospital? he has a podcast coming out. He's Michael trying Bol- to come for us. All right, I, I thought he was. Yeah, he had brain surgery like a, a last month. Well, all right. <laughs> Well, good on you, Michael. Yeah, maybe they filmed it a while ago. Yeah, but next week we'll be back to mm-hmm. Belgravia, Chapter mm-hmm. 2. And I promise this week I'll record my fan fiction that I have written of Downton Abbey. For they, Downton Abbey. The fact that you wrote it is the, is enough. Yep, we'll get to it. But All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you all have a happy Valentine's Day. You know, Tell your loved ones that you love them. 
you know, if you don't, I don't know what you're doing on Valentine's Day with your significant other because that's, I think, I don't know. Don't let me give you advice. Okay. <laughs> Dave, do you have any advice for Valentine's Day to our listeners? Uh, no, I feel like if you got a, if you got your person, you know what they want from you, and it's a t- you know it's not a, it doesn't have to be a gift. It's time, mm-hmm. spend time. Yeah, words of affirmation. That's and all you need. Drive with both hands on the wheel. Yeah, don't be like uh, our winning couple, winning couple here. Yeah. All right. Well, you know where to find us: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, whatever. Lordsgrantham at gmail Find all of our pods on uh, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get them. You can find all our catalog on our Podbean website. Leave us five star rating and review if you so choose, and sign up for a Patreon while you're at it if you like to contribute. Thank you all. Yeah, you might be able to be the to swing the vote like the patrons did. They chose the winner this week. Absolutely. Give us your thoughts too. If you disagree with the way we went, argue with us. Have at it. Well, 